Hey everybody, it's Todd. If you happen to be new to Zen Parenting Radio, you might not know that our motto for every single podcast is this, the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. So we're hosting the Let's Get Real conference on March 11th and 12th. Kathy and I are bringing eight dynamic speakers, 12 amazing vendors, and upwards of 300 to 400 parents from around the country together for this amazing two-day event. We created this community to help us all be the best parents we can be. It's taking place at the Westin in Lombard, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago. But we're close to selling out for the first day of this two-day conference, so get registered today by going to zengetsreal.com. We really hope to see you there. And now, on with the show. Do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Don Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 288. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, sweetie. It's the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, supplements, concussions, questions, a lot of one-word things. Well... Those are just the basis of the bigger question, which is why people make the choices they do and who we can trust. Because there is some – these things that we're going to discuss like concussions and um, supplements and all these things that we've been learning about on the Frontline podcast – um, We're here about from promoting other people's podcasts yeah. today. Well, and it's very new to me. Todd introduced it to me, and I've been listening to it a lot lately. But is that it's very difficult lately to find, not just lately, probably for a while, to find um, a news channel or a podcast or a journalist or somebody that isn't slanted right. in one direction or the other. Not easy these days. Basically, what we do nowadays is if we have an opinion about something, we go toward a news organization. Like that we go to The Daily Show. We Right. You go toward a news organization that believes the same thing you do. And so you just basically get validated and you often don't get outside information that maybe opens your mind or questions your thinking. Well, and not to say The Daily Show is like a news organization. Obviously, it is a, um, uh, a comedy, 22-minute comedy thing. Uh-huh. But obviously, they are also there to with their own agenda of informing people about things that are not easily findable in the news. Well, and I, and like to your point, I share their opinion in most things that they say. So you go to that instead of Fox News. Exactly. Of course. And that's the thing. And you just shared something uh, at Bacon. uh, I was just going to say that. I was going to say that um, today uh, our friend Ed Bacon had shared on his page an article. It was in the Washington Post and a few other organizations picked it up. So I'm sure you read about it that Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, Justice Scalia were actually very good friends. And for those of you that kind of know something about the Supreme Court, you know that they work on opposing ends of almost every decision. Voted together 7% of the time? Yeah, which is ridiculously yeah, small. Accidentally, you'd think they'd vote together more often. Right. And so they and they were so extreme, yeah. you know, where um, they, they just didn't have the same belief system when it comes to how our country should be run. Um, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg has come forward and said, and maybe she had been saying this all along, but we yeah, were listening, listening right? that Scalia, who passed away last week, 
was one of her best buddies yeah. and that they were very social together and that their families were close and that, you know, obviously it goes without saying that she'll miss him and is saddened by the loss. But she informed us that uh, informed the population that even when you disagree about social issues or in a workplace, you can still love each other in a different way. Yep. And that to me was very powerful. It's kind of like that couple uh, Clinton's campaign manager, that kind of funny looking guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Funny I know you're talking guy, about really. the Cajun guy. Yeah, the Louisiana um, boy. Yeah. And he's it, married to... Uh, Mary Matlin. Yeah, and they're completely on different sides, right. and they're married. One's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Right. Exactly. And and it's that kind of thing, as people look at that and they say, that can't, that's not possible. But some of, um, and we're not going to get into their names here, but some people in my life that I love dearly, that I'm very close to, have very... So name some names. <laughs> I'm not going I dare you. But they have very different views than I do. And even though those views sometimes get argued and we have moments um i love them meaning yeah. that when i got to know them i was a lot younger when these things weren't so highly um so how do we use this information as a lesson for our listeners um i think that we just stay open-minded and remember that people are human um that we accept other people's humanness and just because they don't agree with our opinion doesn't mean that they should be hated by us Especially when it comes to politics, religion, and I'll even say parenting. Like parenting is not as extreme as politics or religion, but you know, oh, you spank your kid, oh, you uh, discipline your kid, you don't discipline your kid, you're a helicopter parent, you know, whatever it is, it's very easy to think about a person in a different way if they parent differently than you. Yeah, it's like we use our judgments. We like kind of look around at how other people are doing things and we judge how they're doing it and then we form our opinion about what kind of person they are based on that. Right. And that is too much of a reach, right. meaning we can make a decision that maybe we don't want to invite a certain person over for Thanksgiving dinner or maybe we don't want to spend our vacation with a certain person, but we don't have to hate them. Yeah. There's such... What's the word? Vitriol? There's such Well, I anger. feel like it's um, because I think a lot of the ideas of politics or religion or even I'm using parenting, it's we believe so strongly in it ourselves. Mm -hmm. It makes it almost easier to dislike somebody because we feel so strongly in our gut about a certain way. Like I've never spanked our kids. And if one of my friends spanked their kids, it'd be hard for me not to look at them differently. Hmm. Well, and then that is your work to question that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's it's reflecting back it's reflecting to me. Reflecting back to you. Exactly. You you took full responsibility for that. But I just have I and again, I have the same thing. I'm no different than you in that when people share like an extreme view, um, especially when it comes to women's rights or yeah, civil rights, exactly. you know, gay rights, um, things like that, I get very like worked up about it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, as Todd always hears me, he hears me say this all the time. I don't understand. Like I don't understand the perspective. How of many not times have you asked me? I, <laughs> I don't understand how somebody could think this way. I say it probably eight times a day. Yeah. And that is me working through my own, I, I, you know, and I don't want to even say I'm in a box. I just, I don't understand. But that is then a, like almost an invitation mm -hmm. to then understand. Yeah. And that I teach other people and say to other people, when you don't understand someone, get to know them better, become curious, start to understand their background and why they believe the way they do. Mm -hmm. And then that ends up being the work that I have to do when I'm misunderstanding, or maybe it's not even a misunderstanding, right. when I don't understand where someone got their opinions. Right. But usually things are based in their own history, what they've been taught, what they've been trained, what they're told every day. So it's not about people are bad and good. Someone wrote on our Facebook page when I posted that picture or that article about uh, Scalia and Ginsburg, 
he wrote, you know, the reason why this is so surprising to people is because what we do is we make everybody characters where they're either a good or they're a bad. All good or all bad. And you know who's been very interesting to me lately, Todd? And you've heard me talk about her. Uh, Megyn Kelly. Oh, yeah. From Fox News. Right. Obviously, Fox News is not a, a place that I go for news. And I, you know, there's a lot of things they say that I don't agree with. And I could go on and on about that. But there's been something about Megyn Kelly that's been really interesting to me lately. Maybe it's because there's been more written around about her because of her interactions with Trump. But she's a very strong woman. Yeah. And she has a strong opinion. And she's very well respected in her world. Mm-hmm. And she does what she wants. Yeah. And so... There was this kind of opening in me of this same kind of thing where I'm like, you know what? She and I would probably never agree politically, but I could have dinner with that woman. Like she could teach me a lot. Well, you probably have a lot more in common than either one of you think. Than we don't have. Exactly. So um, those are the kind of experiences where we don't start to just go black and white where we say this person's good and bad, but we open up to the humanness of everybody. True that. Um, So our first partner, Kathy, is John J. Kelly Dentistry. Okay. I was just there today. He's a smile designer. He is. Did he design your smile? He did. He actually did a little cosmetic thing because I have this thing in between my two front teeth and it's like a little gap. And I said, can you close that up? Because people keep saying you have something in between your teeth. So he did that for me today. Thank you, Doc. Because of that little space, it always looks like Todd has Yeah, it looks like a little uh, sesame seed or something in there. I don't know. So uh, John John J. Kelly Dentistry, chicagodentistonline.com. Check him out. So... Our theme for today, I just decided as I'm speaking, okay. is resources. Okay. Okay. And one more resource on top of what we've already shared that I'm going to share is there's a book that you read every single day, uh-huh. Mark Nepo. Yeah. And what's the name of that book? That book? The Book of Awakening. So one of the guys, we had men's group last Monday, and one of the guys shared this on our men's group Facebook page. And it's one of the entries that you may or may not be familiar with. I So this is, you're reading something by Mark Nepo? By Mark okay. Nepo. And it's called The Way is Hard but Clear. Mm-hmm. All right? So bear with me. Though it is the hardest going, the way is clear. The naturalist environmentalist Kevin Scriber tells us that salmon make their way upstream by bumping repeatedly into blocked pathways until they find where the current is strongest. So in other words, the most resistance. Right. Somehow they know that the unimpeded rush of water means that there is no obstacle there. So they enter this opening fervently, for though it is the hardest going, the way is clear. The lesson here is as unnerving as it is helpful. In facing both inner and outer adversities, the passage of truth comes at us with a powerful momentum because it is clear and unimpeded. And so where we sense the rush of truth is where we must give our all. That's the Book of Awakening. Yes, that is one of the passages. Um, So the gist, though, that you're trying to explain. The gist is be like salmon. Correct. And what do salmon do? They do not take the path of least resistance. Sometimes you need to go through head on something that you don't want to go through because that is the way towards your own inner light, your own truth. Well, and that and that's really what salmon do. That's yeah. they go against the current. Right. But they don't do it just for the hell of it. They right. don't do it just to go against the current because it they do it because it's the safest passage. Right. So there's a paradox. But in it's there. also the most challenging Correct. passage. It's a paradox. It's the safest. Yes, yet most challenging. So I just thought that that was awesome. And I know that all of them are probably this good, Mm -hmm. but it is a wonderful book and it's one entry a day. 
Yeah. So every day there is, you know, it's there's dates. And so you just go to whatever day it is and then you read a lesson. And most of them are based on how to deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them are based, and this is why I like it, on seeing something completely differently. Right. So the one way that you've been viewing anything, if it be pain, darkness, uh, challenges, um, you know, disappointment, and then there's a completely different viewpoint, often based in like animal wisdom yeah. or like this, yeah, you nature. Know, nature, where it's undeniable what he's saying. And he's a poet, so he just has a beautiful way with words. And he doesn't even know it. But his feet show it because uh, they're long fellows. That's right. And I'm not going to say the next line oh, okay. because it's... It's dumb. Oh, is it dirty? Yeah, it's from uh, Back to School Okay, by yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, usually he was... Do you know what song I was trying to find the other night when we were playing the music Twist game? Twist and Shout? No, we were playing the music game with our friends the other night, which we'll get the app out in the next 10 years so yeah, other people can play the music it's game. It's on the list. But we were one of our things, our uh, entries, or what we were trying to find was the worst song ever. Yeah. And the song I chose, which I played on this show before, is the worst song ever was Walk the Dinosaur by oh, yeah. Was Now Was. Yeah. But what I was looking for was the song Rapping Rodney. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Rapping Rodney? I do. Rapping Rodney. Yeah, that just people... sounds like it was a bad idea from the beginning. Well, and it's... somebody never decided not to do it. What's up with the 80s with like all of exactly. those kind of bad songs? Do you songs? see what I'm talking like about with the 80s? like Curly Shuffle. Like remember Curly Shuffle? Yeah, but it had a video where Curly was in it, so that's why it was good. But it, it wasn't about a video. It was a song on the radio. I know there was a video, but it was just so, but I couldn't find Rapping Rodney on Spotify. I tell you, I'm all right now. Oh my the last two goes in rough shape. I don't get a break with nothing. I played hide and seek when I was three. Get out of sight. It's just rapping Rodney. Make no mistake, poor old rapping Rodney. Can't get a break. That's music. That's that's supposed to be a song. That it's not supposed to be. It is a song. You know what's sadder is I knew the words. Yeah. At that time of my life. What year See, was it? Does it say? Because uh, they would say, no respect. No all respect. I know is it's got 391,000 views. Wow. It doesn't say what year it was. Okay. But anyway, I just wanted to say that's what I was looking for, but I chose Walk the Dinosaur instead. Um, okay. So I listened to a podcast called Frontline. It's on Channel 11 or Channel 11 here in Chicago. It's, it's actually on, a TV show. It's on PBS. Yeah. 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 It's a TV show. And it's kind of like... Uh, 60 minutes, but better, mm-hmm. like investigative reporting, deeper, deeper. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. most of the episodes are an hour or two hours, something like that. So the one I listened to was about supplements and vitamins and things like that. So I came home and because you were just, Kathy was just asking me like, where do I get information that doesn't have an agenda? I'm like, it's kind of hard to find, but I don't know. I feel like this frontline because they ask both sides of the, the people on both sides of the argument, their opinion. And many times they don't like this one was on supplements and Dr. Oz is somebody that I used to love on Oprah, but now he seems like he's just pushing vitamins all the time. And, uh, but anyways, uh, so I feel like this is a good resource. So to our listeners, if you're looking for another podcast, in addition to the amazing Zen parenting radio podcast, (laughs) um, that's a good. Uh, this is a wonderful resource for you. So it's it's Frontline, the TV show, but they make it into a podcast so you can listen to it. Yes, so and you they, can find they it. They produce it uh, a little bit, yeah. So you can so it's easy to listen as a podcast because yeah. you don't have the visual. So this is just a quick thing on vitamins and supplements, and this little clip is just going to scrape the surface of 
what the hour and a half thing was all about, but it just gives you some idea. So listen in. Here we go. When people walk into the dietary supplement or vitamin store, um, they think that everything is just perfectly safe. In addition to being a pediatrician, Paul Offit is a best-selling author whose book, Do You Believe in Magic?, questions our supplement habit. So I've got uh, vitamins for children and vitamins for adults. The problem is, is that when you look on the, the, the back, you find that a number of these vitamins are contained in, uh, in amounts that are much greater than the recommended daily allowance. Offit believes we simply take too many. I think multivitamins don't hurt you, which is to say vitamins at or around the recommended daily allowance for each of those vitamins. I mean, you need vitamins to live. The question is, do you get enough in food? And I think the answer to that question is yes. But now there are studies done showing if you use a take a megavitamin, you actually can hurt yourself. You actually can increase your risk of cancer, increase your risk of heart disease. I think few people know the risks they're taking. And how do you know what's too much? You, you, here's how you know what's too much. You shouldn't bypass the, the, the satiety level. Your stomach is only so big for a reason. He illustrates the point with 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. That's one of these pills. To get the same amount of the vitamin from a food source, you'd have to eat between seven and eight entire cantaloupes. Wow. No, you're not meant to eat eight cantaloupes. It's a dangerous thing to do, to go against what nature intends. It's even worse with vitamin E, he said. That's just a little clip. Yeah. You're not meant to eat eight cantaloupes. Right. As good as cantaloupes are. I know. Um, and vitamins is such a hard one because it's like one of our, you know, holistic avenues where instead of having to take medication after you're sick, you think of vitamins as being preventative, but it's so hard to know how to take it appropriately. Well, the basic of this hour and a half episode is all about how it's completely unregulated. The FDA has really nothing to do with anybody can sell vitamins doing anything at all, whereas pills have quite a few um, regulations right. that they have to go through and be mm -hmm. studied. Trials, research. Yeah, and that, that is not happening here. So they go, th they attack it from every single angle. And, you know, Dr. Oz and Andrew Weil, who is, you know, the king of holistic healing, they were asked to be interviewed for this podcast and they both said no. Mm -hmm. Why would you say no? I don't get it. So anyways. Maybe they felt like they were going to be attacked. Maybe they were being Sure protective. they would, but defend your position. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Anyway, so that was my, um, that's my resources on supplements and vitamins. That's all I got. So then Todd was telling me about this because he knows that I, um, I used to take a lot of vitamins and now I take very few, but I, he, he thought I'd be interested in that, which really just opens up a new door of, okay, I don't know what to do about right. this. Um, right. but, um, you know, just to, to add to our unknowing, um, but the other, uh, frontline, podcast that I listened to was about the NFL. And it was, I think it was, it was in the feed. So it was an old one from July or June, but it was about CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Can I, did I say that right? Sure. Encephalopathy, encephalopathy. I, I just have to say it over and over again. CTE is basically a, a degenerative disease found in the brains of people who have played specific sports, um, football, um, uh, hockey, boxing, mm -hmm. you know, anything where there's like significant uh, trauma to the head. Right. And what's what was interesting about the whole front line was about how long ago 
they found this connection that when a we'll just focus on football right now that football players who were getting banged up were actually having this form of um, trauma to their brain that was causing them problems later in life. Some of them immediately, but many of them later in life. And that even though this information was found, there was a lot of denial Uh about it being real. Because if they don't deny it, then they might have to spend money. Then they might have to admit to it, which would then open the door to a bunch of liability and people become litigious for good reason. Because that's the thing is that, you know, really this discussion that Todd and I wanted to have wasn't so much about supplements or about football. It's about why people do what they do. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of times, too many times, decisions are made based on money Mm -hmm. and based on this will hurt our business and I won't have as much money. And it's not for the good of all. It's not for the common good. We don't take care of each other enough. And while I understand that we're not going to you know, you have to have enough research to prove that someone really has a stake or that they actually have done something wrong. It's not that we're going to, you know, just hear, just listen to every single person's complaints. But when you've had enough research to show that this game is damaging people, or when you've had enough research to show or a complete lack of research around supplements, but they keep selling them at a rate that is beyond maybe what's healthy Mm. for people and nobody questions it and we just trust and this is difficult you know because todd we're opening up this can of worms but i don't have any huge answers no all i'm i just want to give them a resource to look into if they're if it's Either of these are topics that they're interested in. Well, so for, the, you know, going back to the front line that I was listening to, what was really difficult for me and when I listened to it is that these researchers who came forward and said, um, you know, they're brain researchers, they said, yes, we were finding CTE and all these football players, especially these football players who are, you know, in the end committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Todd just told me um, that some of these football players who have committed suicide, they shot themselves in the heart mm-hmm. instead of the head because they wanted their brain studied. Yeah. Jane Yurseo did that and Dave Dorison did that. And there's probably more that I don't even know about. And that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like that, I mean, and that, that there are families who right now are, you know, dealing with their, um, their, the father in their family or the dad or the male in their family who is dealing with all of these issues, these repercussions from football, you know, CTE, which yeah. shows up as dementia, and that nobody's helping them. Yep. Nobody is like saying, okay, this is something maybe that does fall. What is what is that called when it's a it's from on the job, um, where this is like this happened because yeah, of your job, job related, a job related injury. Yeah. And you know, I I listened to that's why this front line is so good because it's two hours long. It gave every everybody's perspective. But, you know, when someone goes to play football, of course they expect their maybe their knee to be blown out or have surgery on their shoulder. All these things are expected. But when nobody tells you that your brain can be damaged, right. then that information, you you can't even make a choice. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to have Todd play a piece from the front line and just to kind of do my best Terry Gross here and set it up. Okay. Um, is basically they found a researcher at Boston University that this, you know, the research continued continued to be valid, that they were finding more and more football players had CTE. And then this journalist discovered that the NFL was actually doing their own research. And they found 
that more football players than they had ever expected had some form of dementia. Mm. Not, you know, and a doctor had said they have dementia and the statistics did not look good for the NFL, but they were not making that public. And so this is what happened next. The study went to the heart of the prevalence question. In this case, it showed the prevalence of brain disorders was far higher among football players than the NFL anticipated. So now Schwartz calls up the NFL to get a response. And what he gets from Greg Aiello, the league spokesman, is more denials. They're now denying their own study. Aiello insisted the study's design was flawed. But now the NFL's concussion crisis was again national news. And so it's becoming almost impossible for the NFL to ignore it. At the same time, another force was also causing trouble for the NFL and the commissioner, the wives and widows of players with CTE. I don't think anyone else but the wives, sisters, mothers, daughters, and Anne McKee could have forced this issue into American consciousness. Eleanor Perfetto was one of them. Her husband, Ralph Wendt. So basically, just where that ends, talking about the wives and the sisters, these men who have had such significant loss, they can't speak for themselves anymore. And so the wives and the mothers have had to come forward, and they are the ones who had the voice. Right. You know, all the researchers. Imagine that, a bunch of moms. I know. All the researchers um, who came forward, they were um, discredited. The NFL said, oh, they're, they're whack jobs, their research is inappropriate, it's wrong. And so they were discredited, right. even though they came back and eventually the NFL, just to, as a positive note, the NFL ended up giving a million dollars to Boston University and the, the woman there um, was one of the researchers. And the movie Concussion with Will Smith that came out a couple months ago, that's about the first guy right. that did the research who came forward and said, this is CTE, and they said he was a whack job. Yeah. And so there is some – just the fact that there's a movie about this man and everything, there's an awareness. But again, just to say it's you know, it's not just about football and supplements. It's about everything was based on money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do. Like we talked about the a few The supplement weeks. certainly is. It's, it's people that are trying to make money and – in order for them to, like, they're even buying cheap ingredients. Like they say one thing is on the bottle and something else is because they're getting it from China and they don't know what's in from these Chinese suppliers. And it would they could do it here and be more sure that it's the right thing. But to save a buck, they'll go overseas. Like um, Chris, was, our friend Chris was just telling us that there was a vitamin company where they finally studied what was in the vitamin and they found sawdust. <laughs> Did you did you hear him no. say that? And it was a cheaper brand, yeah. um, but they like finally said, okay, these are the things that are supposed to be in it. What's in it? And yeah. there was sawdust in it. And again, it's this the regulation thing. I was another front line I was listening to, which I'm not going to dive into, but it was about assisted living, yeah, and just about how there's no regulation about assisted living. And I'm getting into that world. Uh, you know, where my parents are still in independent living, but they're you know getting older, and those yeah. are things you have to start thinking about. And when you hear that assisted living has no no regulation around it because it's still considered people who don't have medical issues. Yet when you look at an, an assisted living environment, all those people yeah. have medical issues. Well, people get sick. And but they kind of market it as it's for independent living. But if you're living independently, you don't need it. Right. So it's this 
you know, Frontline just does this beautiful job of giving you all sides of the story where there's not a lot of demonizing. There's mm-hmm. more of like... Matter of fact. Matter reporting. of fact. What is this? Yeah. There's no... They're not expressing an opinion. They're no. letting the other people give Say, their opinion. Yes. You decide how you feel about it. Yes. And it feels unbiased. Yeah. Um, other people listening may have a different opinion. Sure. I don't know how people feel about Frontline because it's somewhat, you know... It's public television. Exactly. But I... Um, it made me think a lot about why we make our choices and that if we start our business or anything that we're going to make money on with the intention to do the best possible thing we can for people, mm-hmm. meaning to you know to treat people well, to treat people with respect. And there are businesses that do that, yeah. that are successful. Right. So it's not like that model doesn't exist. Um, and... That's, well, all I have to say. That's the name of that story? That's the name of that tune. Um, Okay, so if you like what we just said, there's a lot more front lines for you to kind of choose from. So, um, all right, so a few things. One is we did a promotion last week, and we're going to explain the results of this promotion on next week's podcast. But basically we said anybody who wants to put in an entry to get a free registration for the Zen Gets Real conference, which is coming up on March 11th and 12th, all they need to do is give us a, give uh, put in an iTunes review in their iTunes account and then email me that same review just so I can, you know, correspond it and enter you into the drawing. So uh, we've actually had multiple reviews you as a result of this little promotion. So thank you for that. And I'm not going to read them just because they're so long. Um, but I'll read at least the titles of it if I can get my paperwork here set. Uh, we got one uh, from... Uh, B-O-U-N-Q-I from the USA, better than counting to 10 here, she says. And then Michelle Berm says, tools to transform. I think that was a five-star review. And then Bootstrap Billy gave us a five-star review. And then Ted Ted Trick, T-E-D-N-T-R-I-C. Can't recommend enough. So if you are listening and you want to enter into this drawing to get a free registration for the Zen Parenting Conference uh, on March 11th and 12th, Give us an iTunes review and then email me that same review to comments at zenparentingradio.com. The conference is so soon. And people, I will say this to you if I haven't already, this is not common. So for those of you who are like, eh, you know, I'll do it another time. This doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like to have all these people here. Shafali is touring uh, around the United States. But as far as I know, this is her only Chicago um, stop this year. So if you know about Dr. Shafali's work or The Conscious Parent, um, this is a really huge opportunity to see her. Speaking of Dr. Shafali, yes, we interviewed her a few years ago. And to get everybody more familiar with Dr. Shafali, we're actually replaying the interview on this Friday's podcast. All right. And I clipped a little piece of it, the interview, just so you can listen to a little bit of her message. So it starts with Kathy asking a question. So here's Kathy and Dr. Shafali me about an issue with their child you know if can you just fix my child and I always start by saying we have to start with self-care we have to start with self-awareness and a lot of times they feel as if I'm putting blame upon them can you can you speak about that like this is not an issue of blame this is an issue of self-awareness yes but it's really hard for parents because I don't think anyone is more invested in their identity as the the parent is you know we are so invested in our role as mom and dad and we so want to do our best job 
but we so often fail to realize that that best job often really means that we want our kid to reflect us so we can feel good about ourselves yes. and we kind of miss the whole point so you know i understand parents who feel defensive and i really empathize with them and i have compassion for that defense so that's a little clip from dr chapali that's great so um, if you want to listen to the whole uh, interview tune into this friday's show um and that's really the most important thing is i want people to understand no matter how old your kids are if they're really young or they're older if they're in college if they're in high school if you're a grandparent this is relevant to you this is about your own self-awareness this is about um understanding how you can make shifts that then in turn shift all the dynamics in the home. Because if you listen to this show, you already know this, but it's not about changing your child. It's about creating connection and understanding for yourself and them. And then that's what makes all the difference in the world. Quick uh, report on my daughter's middle school. Yeah. And we haven't talked about this yet, Kathy, but uh, do you know last week our oldest daughter uh, participated because this was an event that was put on by the school, a no one eats alone day. Yeah, I saw that. So I read a little bit about it, um, you know, because there's so much information from the schools that we get on a daily basis. I'd be lying if I said I read everything. Mm -hmm. But this one caught my eye. No One Eats Alone Day is a special lunchtime event that helps middle school students connect and engage with students they may not know and include those who may feel left out. It's created by a, a nonprofit business called Beyond Differences, and their mission is to empower youth to end social isolation. And it offers a fun opportunity for all students to feel included during lunch, which can be the longest period of the day for youth who feel socially isolated. So they did this last right before Valentine's Day, which is nice. Um, and the facts, research scientists have recognized social isolation in adolescents as a precursor to bullying, self-harm, and community violence. Social isolation among this age group can lead to depression, truancy, academic failure, and long-term health consequences. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was pretty cool. And it, it actually stemmed the people who did it. You want to know how it started? Huh. There was, it was founded by the parents of Lily Rachel Smith. She was born with cranial facial syndrome and because of her facial differences was socially isolated during her middle school years. After she passed away in her sleep at age 15, a group of teens from her community banded together to bring change to their social to their local school so that no one would ever have to feel the way Lily felt. That small group has grown into a national movement to change the culture in middle schools. Well, interesting. I think that is amazing. And I think that those are the beautiful things that can come out of those really difficult things. And on that note, I, it's interesting because I was just going to mention them, is at our conference, Carrie Lynch is speaking at our conference. And for those of you who are from Chicagoland, you may know Carrie because her daughter, uh, Mary-Kate, was born with something called Apert syndrome, which is also a, a cranial mm -hmm. um, you know, issue. It, it affects her facial features and also her hands. Um, and she started something called Choose Kind, which was about educating people about Mary-Kate's differences and also um, helping people understand that we're all the same. Yep. And she's going to be speaking at the conference too, and it shares that philosophy. For I sure. mean, And that's something we definitely want to promote is that, of course, we're all different. Yep as it should be. Yep. And the more that we understand each other and the more that we recognize that we're all the same from that deep place, the fear is gone. That's how we get rid of the fear yep. is we get to know each other. There you go. Um, all right. So we have time for a listener question. 
real quick. Actually, my second partner is Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. That's Dr. our other Dr. Kelly. And you can find out more information from them at chirotree.com. Actually, Dr. Kelly is a sponsor of uh, partner. the Zen Parenting Conference. Yes. So you can meet Dr. Kelly in person at that event. Both so. of our Dr. Kellys will be there. Both Dr. Kellys will our be there. Our partners rock, by the way. We have 14, 14 amazing partners. Awesome vendors and sponsors so proud. Uh, for this event. So yeah, we're pretty stoked. So um, this is a short question. Okay. Um, sort of. Uh, let's see. Hey, Kathy and Todd, I love your show and I'm so happy to have found it. It's really been helping me to become a better parent, wife, and self. I do have one question to ask. Can you do a show on anger, I'm sorry, on anger or yelling? Or can you point me to one you have done already? I have anger problems and can go from zero to 60 in a split second. And she goes on to talk a, a little bit about it. But anyways, I thought this was an interesting question. I actually responded back to this woman because I went to our podcast uh, webpage at zenparentingradio.com and typed in anger in the search box. Mm-hmm. And we have how many? We have like 20 different episodes where we talk about anger. Wow. So I sent her that those instructions and I think she can get some more uh, information on it. So I thought that that was something that was pretty valuable. Well, I can offer one really quick thing. Sure. Is that sometimes we do, uh, to our detriment, we'll call ourselves like angry people or we'll make a statement like I can't control my anger or we'll make you know comments mm-hmm. like uh, my kids make me go from zero to 60. And I think just watching our language is a huge thing because every single human being has anger. So for those of you that are like, oh, I get so angry, join the club. We we all do. And I know that some of us, um, the anger can be more intense and some of us need some therapeutic or coaching support with our anger. I get that. I know that there's definitely variations. But I also want you to understand that anger is a feeling and that it is something that you can use tools to decompress and that you are not an angry person. You are just having anger. You're a person who has anger in that moment. You're just not sure what to do with it. Right. But to label yourself as an angry person is probably a... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, first of all. Plus, it's unfair. You're not purely anger. No, not at all. You're many things. And and it's like that tool in between. Like, you know, Todd and I always talk about if you can create that space in between a feeling you're having and then your response, then it changes everything. Um, I'm actually teaching my college students right now about just taking a breath between having an emotional reaction and then having a response. Mm. Because if you take that breath in between, it creates enough space that your response is different. It may not be perfect. You may still have a little frustration in there, but it's not this full-blown, you know. Yeah, create some space between stimulus and reaction. And it's also a practice is that you will, first of all, need some tools and support around it. And I hope our other shows have that. And I'm always a fan of coaching and therapy and counseling if you feel like it's getting to a point where you feel out of control. Um, But there are tools and there are things that you can do. Um, And so if you can just kind of give yourself a break and say, I'm not an angry person. I just, when I have anger, Mm. um, I'm learning new things. So my response is different. And that's just me because I'm a word person because, you know, be kind to yourself. Yeah. And be cool, man. Be cool, too. Um, So our last partner is Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and he does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. And his website is avidco.net. So check him out. He's awesome. Uh, That's all I have. You got anything? Uh, No. I think that I am content for today. Just for we were talking about our conference, I didn't even say where to go. 
go to the zenparentingradio.com page and you'll see a little link or you can just go to Zen Gets Real and get your ticket and get registered because we are close to selling out Friday night. We might be super close. Yep. <laughs> um, we're so, going to be cozy. Yeah, you better jump on that immediately if you plan on coming and then we hope to see you Saturday also. Um, and I don't know, just... Just be cool, man. Yeah, just enjoy your week. And... Uh, Dr. Shafali on Friday. Yes. See you next week. Adios. That's our show, friends. We hope you felt outstanding. And if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com or you can record a voicemail by clicking on the send us a voice message link on our homepage with comments or questions. Don't forget our Zen Parenting Conference is on March 11th and 12th, 2016. For more details, go to zengetsreal.com. If you're interested in any of Kathy's three award-winning books, you can purchase through our website or through Amazon. We also do local presentations, virtual retreats, and movie screenings, which can be found by clicking on the events tab on our webpage. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you're interested in the tribe, the monthly men's group that I co-facilitate, you can go to thetribemensgroup.com for more details. Lastly, and most importantly, a special thanks to our three partners, Avid Company, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and John J. Kelly Dentistry. If you own a business and are interested in partnering with us, please send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Finally, we're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time.